Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody today. Uh, this is our, our second Sunday in quarantine that we have, so we're going to be doing our our service. We're is broadcasting live. It'll be available on Facebook after this. Also, our podcast will be up so, shortly after that. Thank you for, for tuning in this morning. Be sure to be remembering to pray for each other. Pray for our nation as we go through this 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 ordeal together. Uh, this is so different. You know, as it gets closer to Easter, uh, we we can't say we've our what our plans are. We don't know how things will play out. Just stay tuned. We'll let you know. Uh, I know that this is totally different than anything we've ever encountered before. And just be sure that you're obeying what the law says, keep your social distance, keep yourself safe and healthy during this time. Uh, don't want anybody to get sick. My prayer is that nobody in the church, nobody connected with us, nobody listening to the podcast or to the videos gets this illness and, and we get through it, get through it quickly. But, you know, we, we never know. So we're just having to do things a little bit different. The title of my sermon this morning is Behold, I Come Quickly. And, and as as Lord's laid on my heart, I want to talk about his his soon coming. As we get into the Easter seasons, we celebrate the resurrection. We'll, we'll be looking at today the, the soon coming of Christ. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to every to give to every man according as his work shall be. So the question when you hear this is, is, is a very simple one. Are you ready for his return? Are you ready for him to come back? I want us to look at, at as Jesus, as he was getting ready, as we look to the, you know, today, there, there's two different kind of people that fill church pews. There's two kind of people who claim to be Christians. And he kind of gave us a, a good description of them in his parables. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 13. It's the parable uh, of the, the wise and foolish virgins. And it says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know not whether the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. You know, here we see the parable of, of two people, one that was ready and one that was not. And today I have a question, are you ready? You know, you think about so many of us, we come and, and we know we've heard the, the things that Jesus is coming back. We've heard how the scriptures tell us and we, we all talk about how this is the end times and, and how you can see it all around us as things go. And this virus is just a reminder of how things are going to be, how the Bible describes them in the book of Revelation, how it talks about you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, of famine and pestilence. So we see these things. So I 
I got to thinking about these virgins and I got to think about the 10 that were wise and the, or the five that were wise and the five that were foolish. And, and, and so, you know, do you, do you have that wisdom like the wise ones had that, that for us that's found in the word of God? You know, the wise had it. They, they understood they needed to keep their lamps full of oil and, and they, they, they were, they were right. <clears throat> and the way they did things. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. If we're living as we should, if our life is right, then we ought to understand, like the wise did, we need to be ready. We need to be ready at all times. See, there are people who come and says, Well, I'm going to live like I want to. When I get older, I'll be able to, 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 to be a good Christian. Christian, when I when I get a chance to, I will. I, you know, I, I'm doing okay, but let me tell you, that is being more foolish. You don't have the things you need in your life like the wise ones did. You know, the foolish, their wisdom comes from the world, and their their priorities are wrong. John said in First John chapter two, verses fifteen through seventeen. Listen to what he said. He said, "Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world." world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the father, but it is of the world and the world passes away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I, I like how John put that as he talked about the, at the basically you're going to love one or two things. You're going to either love God or you're going to love the world. You can come on Sundays. You could, you could walk around saying all kinds of things. But the truth is, what is your heart? How prepared is it? You know, the, the, we look at the two different ones and, and two went that night. Two were not, or five were not prepared. Five were. They thought, well, I'll just lean on other people. I've seen a lot of people over times, you know, oh, well, mama and daddy were, were in church. Mama and daddy sat in the pews. And so I'm going to rely on their salvation. You can't rely on their salvation. You can't rely on mom and daddy. You can't rely on your husband. You can't rely on your wife. You can't rely on their, your friends. Their salvation is not going to get you in heaven. It's the, it's what God is in your heart is, is the thing about it. So what is it? Do you have the pride of life? Do you have the lust of the flesh? Is that what leads you or is it the Holy Spirit? You know, it, it, it's bad that the, the, the five foolish and the, the ones that are foolish that they might come to church every once in a while. You know, Hey, I, I've been guilty of that. I've not been sold out to the Lord. I came just, just because I wanted people to think good of me. But I don't think we grasp what Paul said in Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 when he says, set your affection on the things above and not on the things of earth. Too many times what our problem is is we're, we're thinking about things around us. You know, I, I work and I understand that and I like to have nice things and, and, and sometimes that becomes your whole desire, the things you have. And what's bad is before it's over, when Satan will have you convinced that it's not just the things you have, but it's the necessities of life. God says he'll give you the things you need. He didn't say he gives you the things you want. So sometimes what we do is we look at the wrong things. You know, and also look at the, 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 the ones here in the story and, and both of them in their life was instructions. You know, they knew that the bridegroom was going to return for them. Just like today, we know that Jesus said he's coming back. Listen to what he said. Listen to his words. In John chapter 14, verses one through three, Jesus said, let your, not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. So he told us, he says, he's coming back. He says, I've gone for a while. I'm getting everything ready. And one day I'm coming back. Who's he coming back for? He's coming back for the bride. He's coming back for the church. He's coming back for those who've accepted him as their savior. That's who he's coming back for. He says, I I promised you that you're going to be with me. Just like the bridegroom in ancient times and in Jesus' times, the, the, the marriage would be set. The groom would go off. The bridegroom would go off. And he would prepare the place for the bride so that when the, he came for the bride, their life would be ready. And, and the whole time, the bride did not know when he would return. She was to keep herself ready. She was to stay as possibly ready as she could so that the day he returned, she would be able to go. It wouldn't be like, well, hey, before we go, let me get this right. Before we go, let me do that. You know, it's like today, a lot of people think, well... Later, I'll get close. Later, I'll do this. God's saying, no, you need to be ready at all times. Jesus says, I'm coming back. And, you know, we don't know when. He even, Jesus even told this. Listen to this in Matthew 24, verses 36 through 44. It says this, it says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, nor do the angels of heaven, but only my Father. But as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also be the coming of man. So then he goes on, he said, two shall be in the field, one shall be taken, the other left. Two shall be grinding at the mill. One shall be taken, the other left. Jesus said, you don't know. I don't even know when I'm coming back. So you've got to be ready at all times. That, that, the, the parable here of the, the, of the, the, the virgins, the wise were ready. The foolish thought, well, we can, we can rely on somebody else or we can go get ready later. But when the time comes, you've got to be ready then. You can't just halfway pretend. And what's so bad in the time that we live in right now, with everything that's going on, how many of us are staying ready for the return of Christ? How many of us are staying prayed? It's easy to slip into a routine when you're, when you're stuck at home. It's easy to slip into a routine when you can't go to the house of the Lord. But you know, the church building might be closed. Yeah, this morning, uh, there's me and, and, and there's just one or two other people here operating the equipment for me. But you know, that doesn't mean That church is no longer in session. Church is in your heart. Are you staying close to God? Are you worshiping? Are you praying? Are you singing praises to the Lord? Listen as he goes on a little. He gives in the same set of verses that goes on. He gives us the instructions we need. He says this. He says in verse 42 of Matthew 24. He says, After he tells you you don't know the time, he says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord do cometh. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known what in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? 
Whom is the Lord that made ruler over his house to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. God said, you'll be blessed if you're ready. So are you ready for the return of the Lord? You've been given the instructions to watch. You've been given the instructions to prepare. But you know, it's like this. I, I, I've heard so many people as they come out with these things uh, about the, the virus and they'll say, well, you know, it's, it's a government conspiracy. No, listen, we're as Christians, we're to obey the law of the land. Law says, Keep social distancing. We can't come to church. That doesn't mean as today, hey, okay, I can't go to church. Well, I'm going to go hang out with all my buddies and all my friends and everybody else that I can possibly squeeze into one room when we're supposed to be keeping social distancing. But we need to, to realize, as God said, watch. You know, if people have trouble doing what the law says, how many of us have trouble doing what the Bible says? No, the, and, and their wait for the bridegroom, they knew not to wander off. We see this as the start, as they're all together. They're, they're, they're to stay there ready. You know, even though now the, the building's closed and you can't come to church, the question is, you know, how's your walk? Today's the kind of day that Satan will do everything he possibly can to distract you from following God. You'll become, you can become complacent. You can become where, well, I'll study my Bible later. I'll pray later. I'll do this later. I've got plenty of time. Then, you know, before long, they'll lift the restrictions and the question will be, where will you be? Well, I've gotten used to not serving God. I've gotten used to not listening to, to the word. I don't need it. I'm fine. Satan works in mis, mis, mysterious ways, I guess is the best way to say it, or mysterious. That's the word I'm working, looking for. He works in different ways on every one of us. Listen, Paul describes the enemy we fight. He said in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When you listen to this description, you realize that our enemy is very strong. You know, he knows all your weaknesses. He knows everything to exploit about you. He knows the, 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 how to get you best of all. You know, I have a lot of friends, and it's sometimes, you might be like me, you ever get distracted by the butterflies in life? I'm going to go do this, but hey, what was that? Satan works with people like that. He does different things. You know, the question is, will you fall or will you be blessed during this time? As we're away from each other, Bible tells us the iron sharpens iron. And it's hard to stay focused on God when you're not surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ. It's hard not to be where you need to be. Listen to this. The psalmist said in Psalms 1, verses 1 through 4, he said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. 
He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water and bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaves shall also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Here's the thing. During this time when we can't meet in God's house, during this time when you, you can't be as close as you want to be around other brothers and sisters that you need, how will you end up? Will you be strong like that tree that's planted by the water? Will you stay in the word? Will you stay on your knees? Will you stay with God the first thing in your life? Or when all said and done, will you be like the chaff that the wind blows away? Some of us will never return to the house of the Lord again. Some will come back stronger. It all depends. How do we handle things such as this? The last thing I want to look at is this. About the two people here. They needed to endeavor to keep the bridegroom first in their life. See, because here the bridegroom had been gone for so long, preparing that place, that they weren't ready, some of them weren't. How, how are you doing? What's your focus today? For many, the focus is on worry. You know, and that becomes what you concentrate on. John said in 1 John 4, 18, he said, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment. He that feareth not is made perfect in love. So you don't need to have that worry. You just need Christ. God is love. It is everything about it. Without him, yeah, you're going to worry about the numbers. You're going to worry about everything. What's going to be bad is there'll be people who'll be so caught up in worry that they'll never return to what they were before. Do you have that perfect love of Christ? To be a wise, you need to be like the, the wise. We need to be focused, focused on his words. The psalmist said in Psalms 55, 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. He's coming back. Are you ready? I want to pray that I want to share one more thing with you before we go this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we, we, we go through this, you've told us we don't know the time, we don't know the day, but you are going to return. Father, as a nation and the world is gripped in fear, we see the stage is set for your return. You've told us that many would come and, and, and claim to be the Messiah. And Lord, that might happen soon or we think. Lord, we know that things are going, were to get bad and they seem to be getting badder and worse at a record rate. Father, all we can pray is for you to come quickly. Father, I pray for the church. Lord, I ask you to help us to maintain, to be the wise, to follow you. Heavenly Father, draw us closer to you during this time. Lord, I know Satan will do his best to pull people away. But Father, I pray you help the church. You help us that listen to you and love you. 
or to be more what we need to be. For there is a time coming that we need to be your witnesses. Lord, help us to be what you would have us to be. For those who are struggling this morning with worry and doubt, Lord, I pray for a special touch for them. For those that are sick, Lord, I pray you physically touch them. Lord, for our, our families here that, are, that feel isolated, Lord, let them feel your spirit and your love during this time. Thank you for all that you do. In the Lord's name I pray, amen. I want to share one last thing with you. You know, as you watch us on, if you're watching us on video or you're listening to us on podcast, I want to share with you this morning that you can share with other people how to be saved and know it. One, you got to recognize your guilt before God. Romans 3.23 tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all need salvation from sin. There's not a person here that doesn't do it. Second, you need to repent from that sin. Luke 13, 33 says, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. We all need to turn from the sin to God and get away from it. Then you need to receive Christ. And John 1, 12 says, but as many received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We receive the person of God personally. It's not something that's fake. It's, it's a personal thing. Then you need to rejoice in assurance. Listen to this. If you don't listen to anything else, Romans 10, 23 says, For who shall ever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It, it simply take God at his word and know that you're saved. You know, I, I've, I've dealt where people, and I've, I've had it happen to me, and I've wondered too, where they said, well, you got saved, but you still do bad. Becoming saved does not make you perfect. It makes you forgiven. God said, when you call upon him, and you mean it in your heart, you shall be saved. I'm going to say a simple prayer. This is a, the prayer for salvation is not some magical incantation bunch of words I can't think of the word in this prayer you don't have to pray exactly what it says but this is just a guideline to go by say dear Lord I know I'm a sinner but I'm very sorry for my sins I truly believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that he rose again from the dead so that with all my heart, I turn from my sins and receive him as my personal savior. I thank you for saving me from my sins in Jesus name. Amen. It's a simple thing. And if you say these prayers, you mean it in your heart. Now tell people. I pray you have a blessed and wonderful week. Remember to follow us on Facebook. To watch our videos. You can go back and watch all of our past videos. We have, we're on Spotify with our podcast, on Anchor with our podcast, Google, so many different others. The links will be on our Facebook page. I hope you have a blessed and wonderful week. Until then.